Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. What a week it was for the entire National Football League. I'm talking players. I'm talking coaches. I'm talking everyone involved with the league. I'm talking fans. I'm talking everyone. Call it all's well that ends well. Call it tragedy to triumph. Call it whatever the heck you want to call it. But like I said, listen up because you're really going to want to get a load of this. I mean, talk about running the gamut of emotions from last Monday night to where we are right now as I talk to you, wow. I mean, unless you were in outer space or sleeping under a rock, everybody knows the DeMar Hamlin situation. You know, he was... I mean, we thought he was going to die right in front of all of us watching that Cincinnati Bengals uh, Buffalo Bills game last Monday night in Cincinnati goes into cardiac arrest, and it looked like a fight for his life. And, and watching, watching the players from both sides, watching the coaches, watching people, watching fans, it was, it was numbing. It was numbing. Now, fortunately, he's made a remarkable, uh, I'm, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a medical practitioner, Um, I'm certainly not an expert when it comes to those things, but um, a tremendous recovery. Uh, When they made the announcement last this this past Wednesday that he was neurologically intact, I said, "Oh, that's a good sign." But you know, him being able to to FaceTime his teammates and give a thumbs up and and like like flexes his muscles, if you will, from from his bed, was just wonderful. But when I say it had an effect on people, it had an effect on everybody, on players, on coaches, on fans, on any and everyone. We all, Listen, you, me, we've all seen a lot of terrible things. Terrible things. We've seen car crashes. We've, we've seen wars. We've seen, well, we, we, look at Ukraine. We've seen tons of things. But when you're sitting watching and all of a sudden you, you, you're seeing, most of us have never seen something like that up close. A young person, prime of their life, looking like they're going to die right before your eyes. We don't get to see that. You saw all those players from the Bills, from the Bengals, Last Monday night, tears streaming down their faces. I, I mean, looking at um, Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, and, and, and Cincy quarterback, Joe Burrow. I mean, they looked like they saw ghosts. People didn't know how to act. It was gut-wrenching. However you want to describe it, it was terrible. But fortunately, he's Okay. Uh, he, he's on the road to recovery. He, he's doing well. And because I, I, I certainly w- would be remiss if I didn't say, I think because he, 
the news came out on Wednesday that he was doing so well and, and, and on the road to recovery uh, that I, I certainly believe that lifted a cloud. It certainly made life easier for his team, the Buffalo Bills. It certainly made life easier for his head coach, Sean McDermott. Because I don't think anybody, I don't know of any coach, any place, would have had a harder time than Sean McDermott had this past week dealing with his players. But they came out and they were ready to play this week. And But it didn't just lift his recovery, Hamlin's recovery, uh, didn't just lift Buffalo. I, I think it lifted the entire National Football League. Listen, I got to tell you, uh, th- there's a big tie-in with the Giants that you know I'm involved with. Uh, big tie-in with the Bills. Brian Dable was the offensive coordinator of the Bills last year before he became head coach of the Giants. Joe Shane was assistant GM with the Bills before he became GM of the Giants. You know, there are a lot of people in the organization now who were with the Bills, now with the Giants, including players. It had an effect. You could see and feel the effect. But as the week went on, everybody was able to breathe a sigh of relief. Everybody was able to go about their business. And that's one of the things that I want to talk about. Because in the end, folks, in the end, and it, it's we're talking about the National Football League here, but, but I'll apply it to all sports. In the end, players play and coaches coach. Why is that? <coughs> Excuse me. Why is that? Very simple, because that's what they do. That's their jobs. That's their occupations. That's their livelihood. You know, one thing that annoyed me when all this was happening, there started to become a debate. Like, what's right, what's wrong? For example, when that whole thing was going on when we were watching Hamlin in, in dire straits, people, you know, fighting, you know, applying CPR and paddles, whatever, to keep them alive. It was like, as if who's right and who's wrong? What should the, should, why didn't they just suspend the game right away? Why didn't they just cancel this? Why didn't they do that? And my attitude was this, who the hell knew what to do? The only thing that was important at that time, knowing what to do, the people who needed to know what to do did it. That was the medical people. That was the training people. That was the people of the Buffalo Bills. They knew what to do. That's the only thing. That was the most important thing. As far as there was a debate, well, who said, let's take a five-minute break? Who said, let's go back into the to, uh, the uh, lockers? Let's... You, you know, reevaluate. Should the game be resumed? Da 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 da. Bada beep. Bada bop. Bada boop. Well, you know what? I, I as it was unfolding, I watched everything that night. To me, there wasn't a right and a wrong. It was an area that people weren't hadn't been through before. 
people hadn't been through it before. I mean, if we're going to be honest, let's be honest. Let's be perfectly frank. If God forbid, if God forbid, I will say it again, if God forbid something like that happened during a Super Bowl, you think they would have canceled the Super Bowl? You think they would have said, everybody go home. You all flew in from all wherever you came from. You all paid a fortune for tickets and hotel rooms. Everybody go home and we'll do this another time. I can assure you the game would have gone on. And I'm not knocking the National Football League had that, if that would happen, I wouldn't. Because as I say, players play, coaches coach, and it, not to sound callous, it is part of business. You know, I, I was watching this past, watching yesterday, um, you know, the Giants played a bunch of backups. The Giants played a bunch of backups in the game against the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Bunch of backups. And they lost. That's not important. But I, I was also watching Brian Dable, who I said had a closeness, a real closeness with the Bills, and personally knew, knows uh, DeMar Hamlin. He was playing a bunch of backups because he wanted to rest all his his players for the playoff game that's coming up next weekend against Minnesota. And and you know what, though? I was watching him, and he was coaching. He wasn't coaching like running through the motions. He was coaching because, as I said, players play and coaches coach. And these backups were playing, and these coaches were coaching on both sides of the ball because that's what they do. You know, I, I, again, I don't want to sound callous. I don't want to sound caring, and I want this understood very carefully. When it all was going on on um, last Monday night and people were, you know, operating, there was no script. Everybody was flying by the seat of their pants, talking, giving their opinions. And Ryan Clark, an analyst for um, ESPN, was very passionate, very, very passionate uh, in his conversations, you know, in, in his remarks. But the one thing he said, which I'm sorry, I thought was over the top when he said, talking about players in the National Football League, these men put their lives on the line every day. And I said to myself, that's taking it over the top. And again, I don't want this to come across as uncaring. Because in my mind, I knew, in my mind, I felt I knew what, what Clark was trying to say, but it, to me it came out wrong. Came out wrong. My example, why it came out wrong, cops, 
put their lives on the line every day. Okay? Firefighters put their lives on the line every day. Army Rangers put their lives on the line every day. Navy SEALs put their lives on the line every day. And why are they putting their lives on the line every day? Because they wake up every day going to work knowing that they are going out there to put their lives on the line for yours and my my protection. Now, the difference, football players, all football players, and, and believe me, I'm, I'm up close. I've been up close in this sport uh, here since 1988. I see what football players put their bodies through. And it's a lot. It's a violent, violent sport. It's a sport of attrition. I see it each and every year. I see the, the, the effects it has on people. But players choose to play. Not for your protection or my protection. Players choose to play because they love playing. It's in their blood. You want to say it? It's in their DNA. They love the game. They love the brotherhood of, of, of the camaraderie with the fellow players in the National Football League. They love the competition. They love everything about it. They love the glory. They love the money. And most of all, it's their choice to do that. You understand? That's so I, I, I get what Clark was talking about. I just disagree with putting your lives on the line every day. Quarterbacks, offensive linemen, running backs, kick returners, defensive backs, defensive linemen, the coaches. They well, I'm talking to players, they don't go into work every day thinking that I'm going to have to put my life on the line to save somebody. You understand? There's a difference. I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to make that because sometimes we get carried away. Now, listen, I'm all for, if this helps with maybe better health standards for players or, or insurance or what, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. But let's be sensible as we analyze this. It's a terrible, terrible thing what we had to witness. It was sickening. I mean, I think I may, maybe I slept an hour that night. You just don't, you, you, you don't forget those things. You know, it's like 1992 when I watched and I was there. When the Jets' uh, Dennis Bird collided with his teammate Scott Mercero and was left paralyzed. Fortunately, he ended up being okay. 
as irony would have it, years later, I think when he was 50 years old, though I don't know, but maybe a few five years ago, whatever, uh, I, I can't remember the exact date, he unfortunately, Dennis, was, was killed in a car accident. But, you know, I also remember everybody had an opinion then. I was having doctors call me. Russ, you know, put me on. I can tell you, no, chances are he, he's never, he'll be lucky. He's going to be a quadriplegic. He'd be, it'd be a miracle if he gets to hold his baby again. That's why I always take all this. Everybody's got an opinion. I take it all with a grain of salt. When you're examining the person and you can tell me, that's what I listen to. You know, but this business, like, you know, I've been, and I've been hearing all week, this and, and, and you know, they shouldn't have done this. What, what, why was there, why did the league, what, what are they thinking about resuming the game? And uh, 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 what, what? Nobody knew exactly what to do. You, you don't plan for that. You don't go into work thinking that somebody is going to be laid out like that and going to have to fight for their life. But as I said, players play and coaches coach. And 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 if you watch what went on this past weekend with playoff spots at stake, quite frankly, it was business as usual. And that's the way it needed to be. Because you know what? Sports is a business. I mean, football is a business and all leagues are businesses like any other business. And bad things happen. People die. Members of your family die. You suffer tragedies. But you know what? People get up and go to work the next day or the day after or they regroup because that's what people need to do. You know, it, again, don't want to sound callous, but you know that old saying, the show goes on and the show must go on? That's what people do. You don't close up your business. You don't close up shop. People pick themselves up off the floor and persevere. Listen, I'd be... A nut, if I said to you, and you heard me say it before, when he started feeling better this past week, DeMar Hamlin, it lifted up everybody. Now, I would say this. You could not have scripted anything better than witnessing the opening kickoff in yesterday's game between the Bills and Patriots in Buffalo. And the Bills received the opening kickoff and Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines takes the opening kickoff with an emotional stadium in Orchard Park, New York. The Bills Mafia in full attendance. Naheem Hines returns a kick 96 yards for a touchdown. That's like something out of Friday Night Lights. That's like, it's unbelievable. It, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, when you watch that, I was screaming for my wife to come in, so I had to rewind it because I'm, I'm always 
taping the games. I had to rewind the four. She got emotional watching it. I was emotional watching it. How do you not get emotional watching it? And then to top it off, the Bills, who won the game 35-23, Hines, in the third quarter, outdoes it with a 101-yard kickoff return. Mind you, nothing could undo the first one because the first one was right out of the gate with all the emotion. I mean, I had said during the week, once he, once um, DeMar Hamlin, we got the word that he was doing much better. I said the best bet in the NFL this past weekend had to be the Buffalo Bills. Had to be the Buffalo Bills. It ended up working out that way. Mind you, the Patriots didn't go quietly. Nonetheless, the Bills prevailed. But, I mean, the emotion of everything, but see, football players play and coaches coach. That's what they do. That's what they're paid to do. That's what their job is to do. That's what their livelihood is to do. I know uh, like I, I get what Ryan Clark was saying, but it's not no the, say they put their bodies on the on the line. That they do. Just to say they're putting their lives on the line every day is the extreme. First of all, what happened to Damar Hamlin was and any everybody has said that. It was a freak thing that happened. It was like a once in a million, whatever the hell you want to call it. But it happened. But, I mean, I know what players put their bodies through. I know what prior to them coming into the league. I know what while they're in the league. I know it when they leave the league. You know what's always telling to me? It's amazing. I see certain players, players that I've been friendly with, you know, and I've covered them. Um, I'll give you an example. Guys who are on... um, the offensive line of the Giants for, for both Super Bowls for um, Tom Coughlin's Giants. You know, David Deal, who I used to do Big Blue Kickoff for the Giants with. Uh, Chris Snee, uh, Sean O'Hara, Eli's center and, and good buddy. If you would see them now, they look tall, handsome, lean machines. They they all look like tight ends. But when they were playing, they were all over 300 pounds, muscle-bound, because they were putting their body through that. Because that's what it meant to play in the National Football League at those positions. That's what they did. Because that's what it called for. So I understand about what they had to put their bodies through. And then now now I see them now, and thank goodness, many of them are in good shape. But you see a lot of people after after the fact, especially with some offensive linemen, not just ex-players, uh, running backs, the knees, the way they walk, their gait. I get it. Then you see, I, I've seen running backs who were like, tip-top shape, or not even just running backs. You know, 
And then you see him after they leave with big guts and gained a lot of weight because when they were playing, they had to put their bodies through the punishment to stay in shape to play that game. And as I said, players play and coaches coach. Players do that because it's in their DNA. They choose the occupation. They choose the vocation. They choose the livelihood of being a professional football player in the National Football League. And to do that, that's the price you pay. It is your choice. And I can tell you this. I don't know him. I certainly feel for him. If you would say to Damar Hamlin, want to play football again? He'd jump at the chance. I'm sure he's not going to, but but he would jump at the chance. And why not? Because that's in his blood. That's That's what he was doing before. And that's what he would want to continue to do. Fortunately, he's going to be able to continue on with his life. That is paramount. That is the most important thing. But this past week in the National Football League, everybody regrouped. Look, the Cincinnati Bengals were pissed off. Why were they pissed off? Because had they not beaten, had they lost to the Baltimore Ravens, there was going to be a coin flip to decide where they would play uh, the game would it be in Baltimore? Would it be in Cincinnati? Even though Cincinnati was because was leading, because they felt it wasn't fair, because Baltimore would not have had a chance to um, possibly win the division because of the the suspension or the cancellation of the 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 Cincy and Buffalo game. Well, they won the game. Cincinnati did. They beat Baltimore, so it became a uh, uh, moot point. Since he beat Baltimore 27-16. But it it became uh, a moot point. But my, my point being, listen, the Cincinnati players were involved in that. They were involved in the game with Buffalo, with the Bills. Those Cincy players were just as shaken as the Buffalo players. The same kind of tears, the same kind of prayers. The the whole stadium was was a ghost town and silent. My college roommate happened to be, he ended up marrying somebody and living in Cincinnati. He's he's a season ticket holder. And and he, he texts me from the game to tell me that it was like numbing to be in the seats. But that didn't prevent the Cincinnati organization from being pissed off because they thought they were getting screwed because of the possibility of a coin flip. Why? Because that's the business they're in. You think anybody cared any less for the well-being of DeMar Hamlin? No. As I said, players play, coaches coach. Fortunately, DeMar Hamlin is doing okay. And the playoffs can start next week without a dark cloud hanging over the National Football League. 
And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do so on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Got to thank my home here at Believe.com because, as I tell you all the time, Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But, as always, got to thank you, the fans out there, you, the people, because without you, the people, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. And speaking of talking to you, the people, I say it each and every week. I will continue to say it. Uh, please, if you haven't done so already, uh, get the uh, download the Yes app because I have my video podcast coming out each and every week on Yes. So all you need to do is get the Yes app and you'll be able to see me uh, as once again, I'll be able to say to you and your family and your friends to get a load of this. But in the meantime, until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to each and every one of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell, and let the playoffs begin. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.